From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. A one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about like. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. We're on, right? Yeah, we're good. Are we up? Are we live yet? Testing. Just about. Is this thing on? One, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, how annoying is that to start a show? Welcome to the Taz Show Wednesday edition. Wednesday edition. The shenanigans of Tom Fullery. Beginning ready. You're such a child. Anyway, welcome to the show. Gonna have an action-packed gimmick for you here. Gonna do uh, some coverage of SmackDown. We'll handle that. Zero guest in the show, which is usually my favorite type of show. You know, I love that. First and foremost, I'd like to thank everyone watching live or listening live at TazShow.com. Thank you. Or if you're listening to the audio on demand version of the show, sometimes they call that a podcast. No! And that you would be doing at. Spotify or TuneIn or the ever-famous iTunes or Play.it. Hey, so when you go on iTunes, you make sure you give your boy a good rating here, okay? Put me over. I mean, I don't ask you freaking people for nothing. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? Just put me over. That's all I'm saying. Just go on there and put me over. Really? I'm out here. hat. I'm just busting my ass every day. Give me an iTunes gimmick. Give me 10 stars. It means everything for my ego. And now, when I go to my boss, when they're looking to fire me, I can say, looky, look, look. They love me on the iTunes rating. Look at me. Look, look, look at me. Look, look. Attention, hotline fans. You want to call the show? 866-475-2948. Oh, man. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just you know what? It's just very simple. Look, look. look we're talking a little bit about. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the World Series in a second, because uh, it's important. Uh, what's going on right now here uh, in the World Series, and we'll get into that in a sec. What else we got? Oh, uh, yeah. It used to be on Wednesday. Uh, hump Day promos. That's not happening anymore. Meaning today. In case you haven't listened in a while. Or last week, right? Or next Wednesday. No. That's right. So uh, maybe down the road, we'll see what happens. What else we got? Uh, oh yes, I mentioned this. Um, we had, well, we had the graphic on the show yesterday, but I also tweeted it out, right? Yes. Special guest this Friday. Looking forward to this for sure. The uh, lovely Christy Hemi. Yes. Christy Hemi will be on the Taz show. Right here, those looking at the video, you can see the graphic there of Christy. And yeah, so Christy Hemi will be on the Taz show from the West Coast. Cali, as they call it, via the te- uh, telephone. So um, catch up with Christy, see what's going on with her. A lot of you guys remember her from WWE or obviously TNA or her time and success there. She had a lot to do with a lot of stuff at TNA from the ring announcing and dealing with the knockouts, the girls, and also helping out creatively. So she's, she's got a lot to, uh, she's got a lot of long tooth of history in the business. So smart girl, um, you know, knows what she's doing and she's doing big stuff. So I want to talk to her, see what's going on with her. So Christy Henry this Friday. 
Uh, what else we got? Yep, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about that. No, hold on. Let me just check something. Hang on. All right, so I don't want to do that. No, because that will piss me off. I don't want to say that because my boss will get really mad. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll talk about SmackDown. That I could do. But this other thing on here, I can't do that either because we're not cleared yet from legal to, to make that announcement. We're never cleared. No. So, basically... Uh, I really have not much of the show to do here. I, I'm probably going to be here for 10 minutes and we're wrapping up. That's going to be a quick deal. One quarter Jones. Yeah, one quarter Jones. <laughs> well said, Cap. Yeah. You're going to be missed on the show, Cap. That kind of humor right there and that chemistry that you and I bring. Oh, that chemistry. That chemistry is amazing. Oh, yeah. What else? What else can I stooge off at the office here? Let me think before I get into the show. Who can I bury? Um, <laughs> Seth's been good lately. Seth's been cool. He's been, you know, he's been very supportive and helpful with things for the Taz show behind the scenes. Crying Brian, totally different story. Okay, I, I, he, he's in my crosshairs. Crying Brian, who, if you, for those that don't know, you know, Crying Brian has been a producer on the show before, and he's a, he's a producer behind the scenes here for, for CBS and played that it. And he's also a, a for, the former, former college roommate of, of the captain here. Well, we weren't roommates, but we went to college together. Listen, you were roommates, <laughs> I heard. So, now look, at, for those that don't know Brian, he's a very type D personality. I mean, the guy is just one step away from having all his blood removed from his body. <laughs> I mean, that's how mundane Jones this guy is. But yet, I find a way that I am angry at him. <laughs> a lot. So... What are you angry over now? I, I, he, well, because I saw something on, um, I can't remember, somebody on Twitter, uh, one of the other shows on, uh, on uh, what do you call it, on Play It, uh, one of the really good shows, and uh, thanked him, thanked Brian for something. Hey, thanks for whatever, editing the show. Uh, I think it was Game of Tag Radio, my, my, my friends over there. They do a great job, by the way. If, if you're a gamer, go check it out on Play.it. Game of Tag Radio um, is, is an excellent show if you're a gamer. But anyway... And Brian was thanked on there, okay, on the Game of Tag Radio. And it annoyed me. <laughs> that annoyed me. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, well, who, who, I made Brian. I made Crying Brian. I made him. Yes. Now all of a sudden he's got a Twitter handle. Brian panicked when I uh, gave my notice six months ago. I, he's like, oh no. Please They're tell not me. throw me in there. Is that, <laughs> no, the, no. Oh, no, I guarantee he said, <laughs> dude, he said that. I know he said it. Dude, admit it, honest. Dude, be honest. I know you're not a liar. He, he, he found an emoji of a sweaty face and sent it to me. I don't know where. Did he really do that? No. That's hilarious, though. That's something he would do. That is definitely something he would do. Crying Brian, I know you don't listen to the show, so I can say whatever I want about him. You don't. This captain will stooge me off. And... Um, yeah, I, I'm mad at him. It's I, okay. I'm not recording this. I, yeah, this is not being recorded. It's not live. Don't worry about. It. You know, I'm mad at him. I'm mad at him, and and I'm just mad. I just say he, he should not be thanked by anybody. He should not be. Yeah, no, he should not be. No one should even know his existence in the audio on demand podcasting live radio world. It's me. It's me. I, I made him. I, it's true. Come on, is it not true? Yeah, I didn't know Brian before the show. No, that's different. You went to college with him. I don't mean you, but I'm just saying, like, regular people, like civilians, they did not even know who Brian was. And now all of a sudden he's got a Twitter handle and, like, he's famous on Twitter. And a whole bunch of followers. How many, how many, it, it, 
I'm looking at you know, my, my man Danny Pena. Okay, Danny Pena from Game of Tag Radio. Side, I'll get to the show in a minute. You know, he, he thanked Brian, right? So I'm looking at Brian. I'm looking at Brian. Uh, I'm looking at Brian's Twitter handle. Brian already, already has 353 followers. He's been on Twitter for 20 minutes, too. <laughs> Dude, and he's got the worst picture in the history of, of Twitter. Ad. It's just him miserable at a Ranger game or a movie theater. He looks like a Ranger fan. Yeah, he with does. That face, I mean. With a Ranger shirt, he just looks miserable. Worst beard ever. Look at this guy. I'm so mad at you, Brian. Uh, I'm, look, I'm talking to his Twitter like he's here. I'm insane. Uh, sorry, I got sidetracked. I, I just, why did I bury Brian? I don't know. I just went off on him for no reason. He used to be really cool. Now he walks by the studio, and he's like, uh, hey, guys. Now, I'm not even Taz. I'm one of the guys now. Hey, guys. <laughs> one, the other day he walked by. There was nobody in there but me. He goes, hey, guys. I go, Brian, I'm by myself. And he's gone. He just like kept walking. He does that to every room he walks past. <laughs> it's a, dude, and then I talked about this the other day, what he did. I was in there talking to someone. I was in an intense meeting at the end of the show. The door was open. Very intense meeting. The door was open. <laughs> And he comes by the studio, right by the door, and he goes, no hello, no hey guys, none of that stuff. All business. All business Jones. And what he says is, crying Brian, who can be, intim- who can be intimidating at times, let's be honest. He said, I need this studio in 10 minutes. And he walked away. Like, all of a sudden, crying Brian is all, bones, all balls Jones. He comes in and tells me to get out of my studio. I was here that day. You were here? Yeah. He had a crowbar behind him. The hell is with this guy? Anyway, I'm done with him. Done. <laughs> done with him. I'm done with a lot of people around here. Because we're getting close to the end of the year. And that's when I start just burying people. I've been nice all year. Now I start to turn it up. Sick of it. All right, so a little baseball talk here. Well, it's a lot of baseball talk because it's a pretty big deal. Let's be honest. We're talking uh, Game 7 Jones. Game 7 Jones. That's a big deal. Even if you're not a baseball fan. Game 7 of the World Series. That's what. That's that's it. End all be all city right here. This is, this is like the WrestleMania of baseball. This is the Super Bowl of baseball. It's the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, baseball. I didn't want to say that one, but you're right. It's a big deal. And it's the Indians and the uh, club, Cubs. Rubber match city right here because last night the Cubs beat the Indians nine to three. Your boy Addison, <laughs> Addison Russell hit a grand slam in the third inning, bro. Kind of was over at that point. And my man from Chicago, the pitcher Jake Arrieta, who I said last year was you know much better than he is this year. Well, he had nine strikeouts last night. So much for my theory. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jake Arrieta was on fire with nine Ks as they call it. So game seven is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, in Cleveland. So I wonder if Cub fans are pissed that it's not at Wrigley. I'm sure they are. You know, but that's a big deal. But you know what? If you're a Cub fan and you've been waiting since whatever, 1820, whatever year it was. I think it was the first year that the Major League Baseball got together, right? Yeah, 1821, I think it was. And uh, yeah, you don't care if the game's in Cleveland or wherever it is. You just want your Cubs to win. Cubbies, I want the Cubbies to win. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I mean, I, I initially I said I want the Cubs to win. Then I said I wanted the Indians to win because of Mark Chernoff, the big boss over at FAN, who quasi is my boss, even though he don't work here with me. He sent me here. He don't want to be around me. 
His son is the GM of the Indians, as I said. The Mike Chernoff. So initially I wanted, then I went from the Cubs to win, then I flipped to the Indians to win. Now I saw the Cubs play yesterday, now I want the Cubs to win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's me. Bandwagon City. Yeah. So at the, I'm going with the Cubs now. There's a great chance Mark Chernoff's not listening to the show right now. <laughs> and I don't think he is sitting in his limousine on his way home later listening to the AOD version of, you know, the Taz show. He takes the VOD, right? No, no. He's listening to one of the five billion shows that Boomer Esiason is on. That's his listen. Yeah. And Boomer's my friend, and I buried him, too. <laughs> Speaking of Boomer Esiason, I believe uh, today's it's, Wednesday. It's that day of the week. So that's that means that Video Brian... He's going to get to see Boomer Sison. Oh, yeah. They do their editing, they do their shoot, their video shoot, their, the, big fancy, uh, the big fancy CBS studios. Not, not you know, no, not low Lander Jones like over here. <laughs> low bucket dealio. Western States. <laughs> yeah. Western State show. That's what we have here. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, no. Video Brian will be over there with, with the big boys on Wednesday. Could you imagine what Brian's saying over there, Video Brian, when he goes over? Can you get me out of there? I just, this <laughs> daily show I'm on with this Taz guy. Like, really, enough with this guy? Can you guys get me out of here? Boom, please. Boom, boom, please, please. Can you get me? Can you put the word in with the big wigs? I just need to get off. I'm really good at video editing. Can you please get me off the show? This guy sucks, and he's an idiot, and, and, and he's an asshole, he's irascible, and I hate him. That's kind of just a, a summary of what, what Video Brian's saying about me. <laughs> Everyone that works for me hates me, and it's not my fault. You're all bailing. You're all leaving me. You are all... Everybody. Everybody's leaving? Everybody. Slamming bods and beyond. And I'm fine with that. Because I'm a loner. I don't need anyone. I don't. I need my audience. They care about me. My fans care about well, me. Well, then you're but. not really a loner, right? Well, <laughs> right. I know, but I am not kind of. Exactly. So anyway, so game seven is tonight. So we shall see what happens. It's a big deal. Not a baseball fan. This is a, this is a, it's been a really good World Series. A lot of times they don't come down. That's why people that aren't fans, well, who cares? That's game seven. So what? Every year it's getting, no, it's not game seven every year. It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't come down to the nitty gritty like this all the time. So you can't say that. It's a hockey news. Oh, our New York Rangers were victorious again. They're on five, baby. They beat the St. Louis Blues 5-zip. Five different Rangers scored goals. Puck distribution, my friend. That's what we call that in the hockey world. I could do color commentary on hockey. I'd love to hear it. Dude, I, 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 I really can. I'm just, you know, I can do anything. Don't matter. I'm very talented. And in other hockey news, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Brooklyn Islanders. I don't call them the Islanders. <laughs> the Brooklyn Islanders. 6-1. Uh, to one. They still should come back to Nassau Coliseum. That's a whole nother story. It's some UFC news. A lot of people heard about this. It's a pretty big deal. Ronda Rousey stated that her upcoming UFC 207 fight against Amanda, Amanda, I should say, Amanda Nunez. I used to call her Nunes. Amanda Nunes. Oh, Nunes, what are you doing? <laughs> Yo, give me a half a pound of gabagool when you go to the deli. Yo, Nunzel, what are you doing? Get me some prosciutto. No, that's not this girl. She's Amanda Nunez. Nunez! How do you do it with the Spanish dialect? I think it's Nunez because there's no tilde. Oh. Excuse me? There's no tilde over the Did second Did you say dilt? Dil, what'd you say? <laughs> this is tilder. a Buffalo Bills game? What's going on here? What the hell? 
tilde. Like, yeah, you know that little squiggly line over the ends? That's called a tilde? I think so. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> no. You're that intelligent? <laughs> oh, my lord. I wonder if Dennis Jones would know that, the lumberjack himself. Timber! He's a pretty smart guy. Let's call him right now. Should we call him? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. We should call. We should start doing that. Calling these cats that want to barnacle onto the Taz show. That's how, kind of like a Howard Stern bit, right? They need to do that. Like, he did a lot of that stuff. Calling people early in the morning. I think that was Stern. Maybe Opie and Anthony, they might have did that. Those guys are a lot of shenanigans. Good guys. I was on their show a bunch back in the day. They're no longer a team, though. But that's a, another story. But they're good guys individually. They both do s- separate shows. They're both successful. But I digress. Back at the sporting news information here. So Ronda Rousey is going to fight Amanda uh, Nunez uh, on December 30th, right before the new year, in Vegas. And what she's saying, Rousey, is that this uh, will be one of her last fights or last fight. So there's a lot of assumption or assuming or whatever you want to say about, hey, she's going to head on into the WWE. And that could be. She's a fan. And she's done some stuff, you know, we saw her with The Rock and, and Triple H and Stephanie and all that stuff. We saw her do stuff. Was that WrestleMania, right? Yes. Yeah, Last Mania. I think it was Last Mania. Was, was it the last one or the one before? I don't uh, know. Yeah. But but they, we sort of do some stuff over there. Uh, so we'll see. That'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, interesting, you know. If she ends up jumping over into the sports entertainment world. You guys that are on uh, hold, I'll get to you guys. Just bear with me. I'm, I'm busy. I'm sorry. It's my opening monologue, which sometimes can take 45 minutes to two hours. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's some college football uh, news. Uh, this is uh, just yesterday. There was a game. Western Michigan, the Broncos over there, the golden, uh, the silver and uh, the golden brown, whatever colors they are. They won 52 to 20 over the Ball State Cardinals. Ball State. Yep. And it's a football news. Ah, this affects my team. I don't know if I'm happy about this or not, but the Buffalo Bills, yes, my team, my team just got completely destroyed by the New England Patriots. I hated that. They announced yesterday that wide receiver Percy Harvin will be coming out of retirement and rejoining the Buffalo Bills. So that to me is cool. He's a big name guy. He was legit. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Look, we have a lot of guys hurt. We, the Bills, we, there we go. I did the we thing again. Like, I play for the Bills. I hate that. The Bills have a lot of injuries, and we, we don't really have a lot of impact guys. Tyrod Taylor on the center is a great quarterback. I'm a fan. So he's not a great quarterback. You're crazy. Great? Yeah, no. He's a scrappy, get a darn type guy. Like Michael Vick in his prime, dude. Ty was at VTech. Same way, bro. I know my stuff. I'm telling you. T. Taylor, big fan. He gets it done. But he's got no weapons. He's got no weapons. Guys are hurt. And we got no running game. In essence, my man Shady McCoy is on. He's, he's still out hurt, right? I think he might be at, for the whole season. For the rest of the season. You cut him from your team, didn't you? I can't. Oh, that's right. You told There's me that. three different guys I can't cut. I think they were my first three picks. Too. Yeah, yeah. I got the same problem. And two of them are injured. <laughs> really? Yeah. I called my agent to ask him about the question, but he hasn't returned my call in about four months. <laughs> so another story. Um... I thought you said Seth gets back to you right away. <laughs> no, he would be better than my agent, to be honest with you. I may have the worst agent in the history of entertainment. I'm just telling you that. No, I'm not kidding you. And like a schmuck, I, I, I've been, this guy's been my agent since I started in WWE. That, that many years. 
What an effing idiot I am, but I'm going to deal with him today, actually. I might even record it. Taz Tube Jones? Yeah, it might be a Taz Tube Jones. That would be a... <laughs> I might do... <laughs> we'll see what happens. So anyway, um, also in some NFL news, the uh, Jets, my former team, agreed to terms with free agent running back C.J. Spiller. When I first read this, I, I, I was quick. I'm like, what the... I do this to C.J. Anderson. I got nervous. I'm like, wow, the Broncos are... That's your guy, right? Yeah, he's he's hurt too. I know everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. So it's not a lot of NFL news, but we're getting you know we'll see what happens. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk more NFL, but that's really it in the NFL news. Uh, and some uh, wrestling news, real quick. Raw uh, they drew a pretty good number. They had two point six million viewers, Captain, uh, but it was down from last week's two point eight one niner. So um, you know it is what it is. I mean, like I said, you know how I feel about these ratings things. Also. Um, the uh, what's his name? Uh, ACH, great, great wrestler with Ring of Honor, said he's parting ways at Ring of Honor. This guy's a tremendous, awesome, awesome talent. From what I understand, you know, just my perspective on this with ACH, um, I'm sure he'll end up at NXT, I would assume, or anywhere he wants. He's that good. He'd go to Japan, make a ton of money, uh, go work wherever he wants. This guy's that good. He works all over, but he's mainly a Ring of Honor guy. But bottom line is, from what I understand, he's tired of being BS'd on what kind of push he's going to get and uh, money and stuff like that. That's what I heard. Just a couple of sources. I'm just telling you. And I'm not a big sauce guy, except for tomato. But I'll tell you this. This guy's a keeper. So Ring of Honor, shame on you for letting this guy out of your grasp because he is the real deal. And he never got that monster push, monster push. With Ring of Honor. I'm talking about like a, a strong, strong push. And he should have, in my opinion. I'm a big fan of ACH. And, uh, okay, oh, some uh, MCW news. That's Maryland Championship Wrestling. I want to help promote a uh, big show these guys have this coming Saturday in Joppa, Maryland. That's J-O-P-P-A. In Joppa, Maryland. So a lot of you guys that live in that Beltway or if you're from Jersey or Philadelphia or New York, drive down to Joppa. On Saturday night, you want to see an awesome wrestling card, a really strong, legitimate, independent wrestling company that does a great job. That's MCW. Ryback, actually, will be headlining against Sean Studd. And Ryback, um, you know, be interested to see uh, how he looks and what he's doing, but I know he's been busy. But that's a pretty big deal right there. So Ryback will be headlining the show. Uh, who else is on that card there? I'm just reading the lineup now. Am I reading this right here? My man Bully Ray's on that thing? That's what's being promoted. I did not know that until I just saw this. And Melina, the great Melina, the great Velvet Sky, the Boogeyman, Leo Rush. That's a loaded card. Yo, I didn't know Bully was on this thing. Jeez, man. That's awesome. They got, I'll tell you what, it's a good card. So if you're down there at MCW, make sure, if you're down there in Maryland, I should say, make sure you go check them out. Jo- Joppa, Maryland's not far from Baltimore. So you go to the Inner Harbor, you get some crab, get some beer. Maybe you run around and scratch your ass neck. Do whatever you want. You run around to Baltimore. Good luck driving on those roads. Those people suck the way they drive down there. I'll tell you that right now. Spent a lot of time down there in Maryland. My son playing lacrosse all over the place. People piss me off on the roads. I hate driving there. Because they they drive almost aggressive like New Yorkers, but they're bad at it. <laughs> it's like bad aggression. I'm all into aggressive driving. I hate to say it like that, but I really am. You're I mean, I don't, a lot of aggressive. But I, <laughs> I got issues. But I don't cut people off, and I use my indicator all the time. I'm the type of guy that'll just basically cut you off hardcore. 
but I'll use my indicator. <laughs> hey, you can't get that mad at me. No, no. I, do, you, do you use the indicator before or after you go? <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, like my thing is like I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I don't believe in unsafe driving. I, that's not my steel. You know, my spiel. I mean, but but I am I am a guy who will be slightly aggressive in my driving. And when I go to Maryland, I turn up the aggression. As soon as I cross that line on 95 from Delaware to Maryland, I turn it up. And I'm ready to play games. I'm just telling you right now. I'm on jacked up on Mountain Dew. I get crazy, bro. Crazy. Crazy. But you go down there to Joppa, you check out MCW, you check out Ryback and Bully, Molina, Velvet, Boogie. Check them all out. They do some great stuff. There's no doubt about it. And that's Saturday. So check them out. What's the website? Oh, MCW Pro Wrestling. MCWProWrestling.com. Or you can call this phone number for more tickets or information or whatever. 410-541-6291. That's a 410-541-6291. MCW Wrestling. Autumn Armageddon Tour hits Joppa. That's what we got. I like the name, Autumn Armageddon. Autumn Armageddon. I got to talk Smackdown a little bit. Uh, getting crazy up here, and that's how we roll. Let me take a phone call to a lot of people are calling the show. Miguel in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Miguel. How are you, sir? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, what's going on? Hey, Captain. How's uh, here? Uh, I hear you're actually going to Good Morning America now. Is that true? <laughs> it's the Today Show, but yeah. <laughs> Will you stop? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's up, big guy? So I wanted to talk about a little SmackDown last night. I was actually uh, in attendance in, uh, in good old Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential Center. Yeah, it looked like a good uh, house. It looked like there was a lot of people there, dude. Was, was, was the building blacked out on the top bowl or was it filled? It was pretty much filled. I mean, they had the little blackout section. Uh, across, I don't know what you call it. Across from the hard camera, I guess. Well, don't they call uh, that, bro? People... They call that across the hard camera. That's what they call it. Well, they, uh, well, believe it or not, that's what they call it. Yeah, so. Little, little inside baseball. Oh, there, yeah, right? yeah. Kind of outside, but inside. I got you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Uh, so I want to talk about James Ellsworth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack you a little bit, but Uh-oh. honestly, I think he's over like Rover. Yes, has. yes. He's over. You can feel it when you're in the building, right? People really into him? Yeah, when he was running around, you know, like a little mouse and the security was trying to catch him. I mean, the, the crowd was going insane. Yeah, you know, TV, it, it, it didn't translate. Time. That didn't translate enough. I believe you, by the way, but that didn't translate enough. He, he got a big pop when he came out the top of the show. I mean, at least at home watching it, it came off. I mean, how was it in the building? Did it feel like a real big pop? Yeah, and it always does. I always notice that it feels louder in the building for the most part than what translates on TV. Yeah, because you know, know Mike, sure Mike, because it's real. Because you're amongst the people, yeah. and it's you're not dealing with microphones and stuff that are through your TV speakers and all that jazz. You know what I mean? So uh, look at me, I'm like Acoustic yeah. Jones over here. But uh, but yeah, how was the show all in all? Uh, for the most part, what would you say? Pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's some you know there's some moments where I was kind of like, all right, you know, let's get to the next segment. But overall, I thought I, I, I love the flow of SmackDown. It's probably because it's the two hours versus the three hours there. But right, right. You know, overall, I, I, overall, I think it's smooth. Uh, I think it, uh, it you know flows very smoothly. So right. Well, I'm only asking because like you were in attendance. So when the, for those that those that don't know, when someone is in attendance at a show, if you haven't been to a live event wrestling show, it's a totally different feel than when you watch that same show. At home on television, you know. Yeah, I love I love going uh, live every time it's in New Jersey or 
It was at the Barclay. I mean, they, they hardly ever go to MSG anymore, but it's so much more convenient. I wish they would go back there yeah. because Barclays paid gas. I know. Well, that's very nice. I'm very proud of you. I'm glad, glad you had a good time. That's very nice, Miguel. Yeah, so just quick question about uh, Ellsworth. I mean, I mean, just kind of more of like your prediction. Yeah. Where do you see them going for, uh, with him from here? Do you think he's getting signed full-time or... I would think that he's probably on a short-term deal now to some degree. Um, and thank you for calling, Miguel, and for the insight of being at the building in Jersey. I, I think he's probably on a short-term deal. I don't know the logistics of it, but I don't. I, I got to be honest, I, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't see. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't see. You know, it's kind of like a flavor of the month type thing. You know, and, and because they're using almost as a novelty act, and I hate to say it like that, I really do. On the commentary, you know. They're really eating him up. And, and JBL, I know he's a heel, but calling the guy a freak all the time is a little, you know, it's like, because he's his chin and all that. I, it's like, you know, guy can't help the way his face is. I mean, like, it's like, it's like, what is that? Like, it's just getting too much, you know? But I, back to the question, do I think he has, basically, do I think he has a future in WWE? Ah. I don't know. I look, he's a good enough worker, and I got to be honest, his promo I thought was very good. His timing in his promo, his inflection in his promo, I, I loved it. When he said that he's gonna have to say goodbye, he seemed like you know sad sack Joe, and people are like no, don't go, like woe's me, you know that type of guy, and and that's kind of the right way to go with him. It's kind of to me it reminds me of like what quasi Mikey Whipwreck ECW back in the day. That's what it kind of feels like. You know, but Mikey was a really, really, really good worker. I mean, like, I'm not saying James isn't, but quite frankly, I, I don't think James is the worker, pro wrestler, that Mikey Whipwreck is and was. I mean, I don't. I, Mikey was tremendous. Underratedly talented, Mikey. Underratedly. And physically tough. I mean, so, um, but the characters, the similarities, and Mikey obviously had a great career in ECW. So, you know... I don't know. I mean, I, it, a lot of people are thinking he's going to turn heel. I know we got to go to break in a second. A lot of folks are thinking Ellsworth's going to turn heel. You could definitely turn him heel. That I think he's more money in him as a heel. I think Vince is doing it the right way, taking his time with it. <clears throat> you know, um, I, you know, you, you have him get involved when you tell him stay backstage and don't get involved. You know, and then I'm talking smack. You know, I caught the beginning of talking smack, and I'll talk about that on the other side of the break. I only caught very little because I got sick and I shut it off, went to bed. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, the guy who says that it's not about him and he's never going to be on TV, it's about the talent, Daniel Bryan, was also all over SmackDown. But he also was, <laughs> was also all over Talk at Smack, he obviously. He guest on Miz TV. <laughs> I know, it's insane, dude. But the thing is, uh, uh, he had said about Ellsworth, like, he, he put him over, that he came out, he was smiling after Dean won, yada, yada, and then Renee Young said, well, you know... You, is he going to have to pay repercussions? And, and he said, well, yeah, he's going to have to because he came out. But it, he should have been – I felt like I felt like Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack should have been a little bit more indignant, a little more pissed off that he defied him, that, that Ellsworth went – it was insubordinate and went against what he said in character this is. Instead, he was like, oh, yeah, he was smiling. It was good, but, you know, he's going to have to pay. Like, ah, it was weak. And we'll talk about that more on the other side of the break. I'll take some phone calls, and I'll get into SmackDown uh, Heavy Duty Jones. On the side of the break, Tash Show. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, 
Looking at the uh, Twitter here, Taz Show Wednesday edition, and um, noticed earlier, trying to find this guy, he said uh, something that I thought of right away. I, I agree with the guy completely. Trying to find this cat. Oh, here it is. Jay Reed at Simple Jambo. Pretty good name. Can AJ Styles, please, for the love of God, wrestle someone other than Dean Ambrose? Hashtag Deja Vu Jones. That's tremendous, by the way. That's a great tweet. And he's right. It's that's nonstop. And they had a really good match last night, AJ and Dean. But it's like, creative SmackDown, please. And now you're going into this, the, the pay-per-view in December, the SmackDown only pay-per-view. Uh, what's it, gimmick uh, selling the Jones? What, something like that? What's it called? Something like that, right? What's it called? That's it. That's it. Gimmick what's selling that. TLC. TLC. That's the one. And they're going to wrestle each other again. Dean and AJ, right? That's what was announced apparently last night on Talking Smack. Jiminy Crickets. I mean, it's nonstop. Me and Jay Reed don't agree. It's enough. Constantly wrestling each other. I feel like it's always those two cats doing stuff. How long is Dean Ambrose going to stay in this world title picture? Move on. Vince, move on. Put somebody else there and do something with Dean. Uh, you disagree? Uh, you don't have to agree. You don't. You're leaving next week anyway. I kind of looking at this kind of like an old school rivalry, oh, really? lasting a while. Oh, I and don't know about I that. I guess the way things have been booked lately, it seems like out of the ordinary, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a throwback. It's better than anything to do on Raw with, with the Universal title. So yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm not. I'm just saying. I feel like with this guy Jay saying, I'm agreeing with for sure. No, look, they're cooking up Baron Corbin. And they're cooking them up. They did a nice vignette on me. I'll get into that in a little while. It was awesome. But it's tough because AJ's a heel. Baron's a heel. But Baron's a guy you got to cook this guy up. And I think he's your future as the champion. I'm not saying next month or the month after that. But that's a guy you got to think about as a top city dog. And I'm going to get into uh, SmackDown and the talking smack gimmick. Why I shut it off. And which just ticked me off in a second here. Hey, uh, Tina in Seattle. You are on the Taz Show. Good moment, Taz. How are you today? Oh, good moment, Tina. How are you, ma'am? I almost called good. you sir. I'm used to guys calling. I almost said good moment, sir. Sorry about that, ma'am. So. Quite all right. Ahoy, <laughs> Captain. Ahoy. What's up? Uh, I actually have an exercise question for you, Taz. Sure. Um, with Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar and a couple other superstars and you back in ECW, what was the um, exercise you needed to get that primary lift that you needed for the super suplexes you would execute? Good question. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, for me, uh, Tina, the main thing that worked for me, I don't know what if Becky's doing this. I think probably uh, Brock might be, but I was big into a, a lift that a lot of people don't do. Uh, people know what a deadlift is, obviously. I'm sure you're familiar with a deadlift, right? Yes, correct, sir. Okay, so I, I used to do a sumo-style deadlift. So are you familiar with a sumo-style deadlift? Um, not really, actually. Okay, I'll explain it to you. Do you tra- I'm assuming you train or you work out or some degree. Yes, no, maybe, maybe not. Yes, I do. Okay, yes. cool. So a sumo-style deadlift is basically, it's the same way you would lift a barbell off the ground in a regular deadlift. With a sumo-style deadlift, you still do the under and over grip like you would do on a, uh, on a I don't know if you're watching the video, I'm showing you with my hands. Uh, your grip is the key difference in your foot placement. So in a regular deadlift, your hands are under and over grip. And you're usually shoulder-width apart with your feet and your hands normally, okay, in a regular deadlift. And you lift the barbell off the ground, just a short lift. A sumo style, you put your your feet are kind of out, almost like a seal, 
and they're wider, very wide, and your toes are pointing outward. So it's all, a lot of the stress doesn't just go on your lower back when you lift the weight, but it goes on your groin. And your grip is tight in. It's almost like six inches in between and under an overgrip. So your legs are wide, your hands are close, and you, you, you could Google it and you'll just see, you just put sumo style, S-U-M-O, style deadlift. That was a big part of my training because that brought the explosiveness it helped build explosiveness in my lower back, my glutes, my hamstrings, uh, and in my groin area. So I was able to pop off and have explosive throws along with my technique. The other exercise that I used a lot, Tina, was just a basic hyperextension. Are you familiar with hyperextensions? Yes. Okay, so for those that don't know, you're basically in this apparatus, kind of hard to explain hyperextensions, but, and you're kind of upside down, like your stomach down, and your feet, your ankles, your Achilles tendon, they're kind of hitting this pad, and you kind of just go up and down where your lower back gets all the stress. So to answer the question succinctly, Tina, lower back, heavy lower back work, for me, in my opinion, is what can really build explosiveness in a suplex along with the proper technique in doing a suplex. Okay, great. You got it. So uh, thank you for calling, Tina. I appreciate it. Good question. So I'm like kinesiologist Jones out here, you know? So, uh, yeah, well, I kind of know my stuff. I mean, I'm not in the shape I used to be, but let's be honest. I was a beast in the day. You, you know? can still train people, though, right? I could train people, yeah. I, I think I'm going to start training again, like heavy training. I've been training, but I don't train like I used to. But I'm thinking of going on just like a, just a ton of steroids and growth hormone, like tons of stuff. Well, I'm not getting tested anywhere. and just, just get huge. What the hell? Just jacked up Jones. Yeah, welcome to the Taz show. <laughs> just be like this Braun Strowman Taz-esque. Be funny. What the hell? Oh, my heart will explode out here. So hot. Be entertaining. Be interesting to see you in a meeting like that. <laughs> I can't hardly when I wear a tie now. So I got a, my neck's like 30 inches. Yeah, anyway. So that's the deal. You're getting a little, you know, I know sometimes, maybe once, you've <laughs> Ask me for training advice. Maybe never, actually. You're not a train guy. Nah. I, I find other ways to stay active. I've never really trained for anything, though. Oh. No one cares. That's great. So, anyway, uh, that's the deal. So, look, so I'm watching the talking smack. Uh, I, I'm fast-forwarding past SmackDown for a second. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm chilling. I'm getting ready to, you know, count orange sheep at night. I said, you know what? I, you know, my fans, my listeners, on the, my viewers on the show, they call. They, they talk about smoke, talking smack. The, the show on the network after Smack. Let me check this son bitch out, right? So I watch it. It's the first time I think I've ever watched it live, live, right? I lasted literally like five minutes tops, and I bailed. Okay, it wasn't that it was horrible. That's not why. Renee Young's hosting it, which is like, okay, she's also the girl on the Raw Talk. And thank God Daniel Bryan asked her about that. He did. Which is good. Why are you doing that when you're a SmackDown girl or something like that? Hey, hey! But doesn't she do... Isn't she on all the pre and post show for all this other stuff? I think so. For all the events, regardless of... Uh... Well, because it's like they love her there. And that's fine. She does a good job. But And then she basically... She goes, well, they, they told me... They offered the opportunity to me to do Raw, Raw, Raw Talk. So Daniel Bryan says... Who's they? Who? Like that. <laughs> Who right? are they? Well, like, who's that? Like, and, and she goes, well, they. Michael Cole called me. And, you know, Kevin Dunn and Vince. She was just Honest Jones. I'm like, wow. So there it is. 
once she did that and she mentioned Michael Cole, my theories are right. He's controlling all the announcing now, Cole. That's his new role. Big Boss Ball Jones. Big Ball Jones. He, yeah, he, he's big swinging Johnson boss man. And, and to me, it's like, come on, that's a conflict of interest. He's also an announcer still. Get him out of the booth and let him be in charge of the announcers then. No agenda. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, I thought it was interesting that she said that and, like, you know, opened up about that. Uh, and then they moved on quick from it. You know, and it kind of like when she said that, and Michael, I was just like, I don't want to hear about him. And then Natalia busted in the set. She comes on and did what I've been saying about why did they come in with a microphone? So she comes in without a microphone. But the problem was this. She came in very calm and relaxed. She was not angry about anything. And they really acted like she just, I think she really just busted, like just busted in on him. And she, she walked in with a cup of coffee. No, she like. walked in with a T-shirt with a cat on it, a picture of a cat, and gave it to Daniel Bryan because she's obsessed with her cats, and that she's going to be the captain of the the girls' team. Yeah, the women's team. The women's Smackdown. team for SmackDown, a Survivor Series. So she gave Bryan a uh, a, a freaking T-shirt. But so she comes in with no mic, and you can't hear her. Like you literally, she's talking like. She was meowing. And, and yeah. And like, so the girl, uh, Renee Young, says, I'll grab a mic under there. And then <laughs> Natalia goes, oh, well, You're so bossy. <laughs> like, we can't hear you. What do you she mean? She just wasn't projecting at all. No. Timber! But you gotta. But I'm, my point, look, my point is if you're gonna have them come in angry, and pissed off about something. They don't need a mic. You can hear them off camera. It's good. Off mic. But if someone's coming in non-aggressive, non-abrasive, and they just want to say thank you to Daniel Bryan for something, then they should be mic'd. <laughs> like, are they forgetting how to do TV? These are basic things in TV. The girl is talking, and no one, because she's talking like Mundane Jones. No one can hear her. And then she grabs the mic, and talks into it, and everything was fine. And then I left. <laughs> done. Thanks for coming. I'm out. So I'm just telling you, I was out of there. I I'm got done it. with the tablets. Done. Completely done. Out. Out. Thanks for coming. See you later. Done. So, but as far as SmackDown goes, I like the show. Okay? I like the show. I did. I like, I, like a lot of you guys, I've been enjoying SmackDown more than I've been enjoying Raw. I did like SmackDown for the most part. I like that they started with Ellsworth. Um, I like that he was, you know, pissed off and at himself and upset, and he came out because he knows he messed things up for Dean Ambrose. I like that. I like that he did this. I like that he said, "I think it's time for me to go away and go bye bye." And people booed. I thought it was perfect. Very good promo. I like Ellsworth's promos. I do. I, I don't think this guy. I, I I hope he stays in the company forever. I really do. Guys paid his dues. Independent guy. Local guy, you know, from Maryland, I think. I wish guys like that nothing but the best. <sighs> I just don't know if it's there. You know, like I, I just know how WWE is, and I just don't think them keeping him around too long. And maybe they'll do something with him. Maybe, maybe you know, I, I, I hope so. But, you know, Dean Ambrose came out and basically said, I, I should rip your head off because you, you screwed me over, but don't worry about it. I like the, the premise of Dean's promo. I thought it was good. 
that's what the type of babyface Dean is. He should be bad, but yet he should be forgetful, forgiveful. And he did, he was, and I thought that was cool. Dean also had said uh, it's also a little my fault because I told you to come out, right? He did. That's called accountability, Captain. And that is something that we do not hear, have here uh, um, involved with the people here at CBS that I deal with. There is no accountability, and that's a problem. We've got to find someone to blame. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. You need to be accountable. So, anyway, uh, I'm joking. So, the deal is, look, uh, AJ comes out. I like that AJ came out and, and basically said, don't apologize to Dean and all this stuff. And, and then Dean, I'm sorry, AJ and Dean get into it a little bit. And then who gets in the middle of them to calm it down, which I thought was cool, is Ellsworth. And then, boom, next you know, Ellsworth gets dropped, you know, by AJ and all this stuff. So, and it sets up where they went later on in the night where Dean is facing, you know, AJ. I, I liked all that. And then they go to their first matches, Randy Orton uh, and Kane. But what they did was uh, this crazy package with Randy Orton and Wyatt's, you know, which I thought was cool. You know, I thought it was cool. I got to say this alliance of them together and what happened is strange. I just don't see Orton with them. I don't get it. I think Orton's playing into it and there's going to be a turn or something like that. I think you run the risk of making Bray look stupid. Am I missing something here, dude? You agree with this? Don't agree from a fan's perspective. Uh, the only way this makes sense to me is it's a build-up for Survivor Series. Right, right, That's right. That's the only way. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you know, Kane and, and Randy Orton, I, I like the match. These are two guys that have been there a long time. They had a no-DQ match. And then Bray and Luke Harper interfered and stuff like that. And then Randy Orton, I like the way he went into the RKO. Randy Orton won the match. There was no DQ again, as I said. I'm just not a fan of that alliance thing, but I... I understand what you're saying uh, for Survivor Series, Captain, and I agree. You know, I do. I agree. I mean, because Team SmackDown will be AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and announced was Baron Corbin. Which I like that team, and I like how um, I like how, and later on we saw on the Miz TV, how Daniel Bryan kind of did that to Miz, which was entertaining. Because Miz thought he'd be the last guy, and it was the world champion AJ Styles. I thought that was a good Good job by uh, Daniel Bryan and the creative. But back to the Team SmackDown deal. You know, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Baron Corbin. So after the Randy Orton uh, Kane match, we saw a really, really awesome Baron Corbin vignette. I really enjoyed it very much. This this is something that they need to do more of. Once a guy debuts, he's been in the company uh, or on one of the brands for a little while. They did this with me. Um, years ago, after I debuted, um, it was just maybe a, a week or so, or two weeks after I debuted. I might have told the story a long time ago, maybe on a human podcast machine, but uh, you know, I was already kind of just getting in the, r- the role of working for WWE as a wrestler. And I already debuted at the Garden. Then we did a TV the next day in Philly. And I think we did a SmackDown in Baltimore in like a snowstorm. I'm trying to remember all this. It was years ago. And then like the following week, I think we, we did a Raw I think we did a Raw and a SmackDown like in Texas somewhere. I could have sworn being in Austin at the University of Texas doing a show. And I can't remember where the SmackDown was. But I know I had to fly back to New York in between these two TV shows. <laughs> and because it was like out of nowhere, they wanted to shoot vignettes with me in the Bronx. That's what we did. it. And then I had to fly back for SmackDown. Like, I, mean, I live in New York. Like, it was weird, you know. But it, I knew it was all good because... It was kind of like what they did here with Corbin, where they did vignettes on me like the week later, like after I debuted. They don't do that a lot. 
it's it's kind of like a restart for for a talent, and I think it's really good. And I hope WWE does that more. And they did that last night with Baron Corbin. That's you know, it was a great package. I really enjoyed it. Um, when WWE wants to do kick-ass packages, vignettes, I should say, they can do them. I mean, they're great at them. Um, actually, coincidentally, TNA is probably has one of the best guys that edits a director that edits packages named Dave Sahadi, and they have a great production. Oh, absolutely! I, I really like and their Dave, production. Dave's a big part of that, you know. And so, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I I I liked I liked the vignette, like I said, and I li- I also like the fact that Corbin isn't on that team SmackDown deal. I like that because what they do is they have another big man on the Raw side. Where they, the Raw team, by the way, is Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, okay, uh, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and one more name to be announced. So. You kind of could. You got the two champs there. You got Kevin Owens and AJ, which is cool, right? So that that balances that off. Then you have two big, massive guys uh, in Braun Strowman, and then on the SmackDown side, Baron Corbin. So I kind of like that feel of the Survivor Series men's match. I, I do. I like that feel. You know, and I got to be honest with you. I think Survivor Series is shaping up to be a pretty good card, in my opinion. Um, back to SmackDown. So, as I said, I love that vignette with Baron Corbin. Then the second match you saw was Becky and Becky Lynch and Nikki Bella versus uh, Alexa and Carmella. And Alexa Alexa Bliss won the match for her team on Becky. You know, I thought it was good stuff. I liked it. Uh, I liked the match. I um, again, this is leading into the Survivor Series Women's Match where Team SmackDown will have all these girls on it. And then they announced, and I like how they did it, where Naomi would be on it. And I think she was, uh, I think it was with, with Shane McMahon backstage and uh, Daniel Bryan, shocking, again, <laughs> I believe. Uh, yep. So the women's, the women's team SmackDown is pretty legit. I mean, Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, all those girls were in that match I just said from last night. And then you throw Naomi in there. And on a Team Raw side, you got Charlotte Flair, you got Bailey, you got Nia Jax, and two more to be determined. So, again, it's shaping up to pretty good stuff. And I like the interaction. I mean, Carmella got a good reaction when she kind of gave a verbal receipt back to Charlotte Flair. Because Charlotte called her out and said, Kabish, like that. And then last night, uh, Carmella came back at her, you know, on the mic. It was good. I think Team Raw's women's uh, team will have a, a coach as well. Well, because you got the coach, right, on the SmackDown. Yeah, you're going to have to have a coach. You're going to have to have a coach for the, the Raw women's team. I didn't think of that, but it's a good point. Because you got Natalia is the coach of Team SmackDown, which I don't agree with the coach thing. I just really think it's hokey. I, I mean, what do we need coaches for? Like, what are we doing? Like, I, it's just I, look. If it's just a way to get Natalia on the show or get her a payday, you want to keep pushing her, then I'm cool. I'm cool with it. But otherwise, from a creative standpoint, ah, I don't know. I don't mind no coaches. What was this? You know, Little League? I mean, what are we doing? You know. So, but that's shaping up pretty good. Um, what else we had uh, last night? Uh, oh, the Spirit Squad American Alpha was not a long match. And this was a qualifier for the tag team match at Survivor Series. So no shock here. American Alpha won the match. Kind of a quick match, right? I mean, Yeah, very quick. Yeah, it was okay. It was fine. You know what? Quick is good. As long as they get the point across. And now sometimes quick is like you kind of knew it was going to happen. When you speak quick, you talk about, <laughs> you know, what Dolph Ziggler did. I'll get into that in a minute <laughs> with, with, with Hawkins. I mean, jeez, God. Too much. But uh, they're going, so with this tag team thing, it's interesting also. I want to I buzz on this real quick here. 
So we'll go over this as we get close to the Survivor Series. But Survivor Series tag team SmackDown team is now American Alpha. They qualified. It's the Usos. They qualified also last night, last right? Last night, yes. Okay. See, I like what they're doing there. And uh, the high pros and obviously the champions, Rhino and Slater, one more team to be determined. So that's two, four, six, eight. There'll be ten guys on each apron. Oof. And on the Raw side, you got New Day and four more teams. So is it New Day, all three of them? I'm not sure. That hasn't been made clear. Yeah. It have to, I guess it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I guess. Probably not. Yeah, and four more teams. So you can see that SmackDown's kind of ahead of them on how they're booking this, which I, I find interesting. They did this before recently when they're doing it in the promotional stuff, like against each other, where they don't do stuff on Raw about it, and then you need a week to see. You do it on SmackDown, so then you, you got to wait a week. For the comeback from Raw, I guess it's a hook, you know, for the whole week so people could speculate and wonder, as opposed to bang, bang, it stretches out their creative. I'm assuming that's what they're doing. I'm thinking on the fly here. That's kind of what I do every day, to be honest with you. Uh, so then we had, uh, oh, yeah, so let me think. I got people calling. So let me grab a call, and then I'll get into what they did in the uh, other uh, segment there. And hey, we got Howard from Toronto. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment, sir. I'm doing good, good. Ahoy, Captain. Ahoy. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much, not much. I uh, just actually wanted to touch on uh, a point you made uh, earlier in the show in regards to Baron Corbin. Yes, sir. I uh, just love what uh, WWE production is doing with that uh, that video package. It's just fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Production City Jones is the way it was shot, the way yes. it was edited. Really made Baron Corbin look like a badass. Yes. Um my opinion, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, I, I honestly think Baron Corbin is going to make an impact uh, in that traditional Survivor Series match. Um, especially with, you know, it looks like they're pushing him to uh, square off against Braun Strowman, sort of be the muscle for Team SmackDown. Right. And, uh, yeah, you said it I, I don't disagree. I think you're right that he will. he's going to make a significant... Corbin will make a significant impact in that, in that, that, that Survivor Series. He should, and he better. And I think you might be right about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I also see him at some point, uh, hopefully sooner than later, uh, being uh, put into uh, a title pitcher, maybe in a continental champion or possibly future uh, WWE world champion. He, he is that good. That's, uh, yeah, just, yeah. I, that's what I said just, earlier. I think that this is a guy that um, I, he, he, he's ready now, in my opinion. They need to cook him up creatively a little bit from a physical and verbal perspective, though. He's ready. Absolutely, they need to strap a rocket on his back and, and, and shoot him to the moon. And speaking of Natalia, I, I think with the, the, the coach situation, uh, because Survivor Series is, of course, in my hometown, right here in Toronto, Canada. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, no one cares. Okay, good. So what about it? What the <laughs> hell? Sorry, but I don't think that captain. Captain's a wise ass. Yeah, so <laughs> what are you saying hey, about, Tor- yeah, about Toronto? What would you say? Um, I, I think because... Uh, Natalia being Canadian, I think that's probably why they added her as this sort of coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and is it me, or is Natalia going from the Queen of Hearts to the crazy cat lady? I, I don't... Yeah, they're kind of going that cat, Catway Jones. I, I don't disagree with you. And thank you for calling. Uh, he, he's, he's right. I mean, that, that, the Toronto thing's a good point. But, yeah, she's becoming very heavily into the cat thing. Uh, but, but uh, you know, she's still Natalia. She's really good. She's very talented, and and she does some good stuff, for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Hey, I got to go to break. Other side of break, because I'm late already again. Other side of break. More SmackDown talk. You can call the show if you want. You know the number. Uh, Facebook Live, uh, Fourth Quarter City. We'll do that later on. And I'll get deeper into the SmackDown. And uh, I have a TNA thought, too. Be right back.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah. So uh, I was looking at the Twitter. My man on there, uh, Frank Labozetta, that damn mailman. I don't know if tweet a lot about the show. He still does. He was talking about, I'm not looking at the tweet now, but I saw it earlier. I mean, during the break, I should say. And he hit the fact that uh, Game 7 tonight of the World Series, it's a work. And I think he's might be, he might be right. I definitely think he might be right. It's definitely a work. Game 7, stretch it out. Both these teams have waited 7,000 years to be back in the World Series. Work City Jones, Frank LaBozana. That damn mailman is right. It's also seen earlier, before I went on the air, I forgot to talk about this in seg one. Segment one, that's a little inside baseball Taz talk. Seg, sure for segment. <laughs> Breaking kayfabe over here. Some unbelievable stuff I do on the show, what you learn. The uh, TNA, you know, obviously there's been a lot of stuff going on with them, with all these lawsuits and smashing pumpkins billy and all this stuff and he's trying to take control and then we have mike johnston yesterday give us the full diatrap diatrap or diatrop diatribe <laughs> what is this? apparently they have a uh, uh al snow's wrestling school i guess i think it was called al snow's wrestling academy is now deemed the TNA Global, help me with the name. I think it's the Global Wrestling um, I'll give you guys the name in a second here. Captain's GTS. Give us a second. Hold on. We're working on this. Give us a second. We'll go behind it here. Hold on. I'll be checked this. It's not that. No, boom. Bah, what? Global Development Center. Hmm. Wordy. So, the thing is, what, what are we doing? The GDC. The GDC. <laughs> the Global Development Center. Okay. You look. Al Snow is definitely an incredible trainer. He's got a lot of history in training people. I know that. I got it. It's his academy. I have no problem with that at all. I, and I love Al. I, I do. I consider Al a friend. I know Al forever. Uh, we go way back. And I, I do like Al a lot. And I respect Al a lot. So my problem is not that. My problem is not even TNA doing this. My problem is why now, guys? Why are you making this announcement now? Let things settle down a little bit and chill. Why are you doing this now? I, I, I respect business as usual. I respect it's just another day of business. I get all of that. But it's like everything's crumbling around you guys and, and you, you're making an announcement like this. I, I understand you want to maybe bring some positivity and I'm cool with all that, I, I, but I do think sometimes things can get lost in a shuffle. And I think that TNA has a lot of shuffle going on right now. And they got to make sure that's all worked out before they announce something like, it's a cool idea. I mean, it's, it's kind of, they're, they're kind of trying to do what WWE's doing to a lot lower and lesser extent with NXT. You know, and then they, they use development. So they, they, they're... They probably have goals and dreams to turn into a little territory, just like they do with NXT. Same thing TNA did with the Hall of Fame. And, like, it's like, you know, they're trying to, you know, it, it, which is one of the big problems when you work there. Yeah, And we used to say this. Let's let's not try. Dixie, let's not try to be like WWE. You, you don't have the manpower. You don't have the money. 
You don't have the the, 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 the years of legacy in the, in the industry like, like WWF and WWF and Vince McMahon Sr. into Vince McMahon Jr. You don't have it. What, we, we, you know, let's be who we are. Let's become who we are instead of WWE light. And so I'm not saying they can't have a wrestling school. Look, Ring of Honor has their dojo, I, but they do it different. Ring of Honor puts their own slant on it, the Ring of Honor dojo, and they're not making it like a developmental place. They're, they're training guys the way they want to train guys or whatever. But you can't, I just don't, not that you can't, I shouldn't say you can't. You, I, in my opinion, you shouldn't announce something like this now. And I'm not saying Al's the wrong guy because he's the right guy. Let Al run. I think that's awesome. And I think he'll do great. I think it'll be great. I do. I just think. Get the ducks in a row, you're saying, first? For now, just there's too much going on. You're getting sued every second by a different company. You got nothing but there's a lot of like just. You know, and they just hackle like la 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 la. You know, like it's got to be Dixie. I don't, I don't, I hate to say it like that. I don't want to be mean, but I just don't understand. Those were the things that would like if I was working there. Still, I'd be like, what are we doing? Why are we announcing this? But again, maybe that to play. You know, give them benefit of the doubt. Um, business as usual. We're going on with our business. Just got to be careful of things getting lost in the shuffle. Because when you think of TNA right now, you're not thinking of their new wrestling global development academy. You're not. You're thinking about, are they going to be around in three weeks? That's what you're thinking about. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, that's not just distractions. That's distractions of the company folding tent. That's That's a pretty big distraction. You know what I mean? So I just think it's the wrong time to announce something like that. And I think it's cool that they're doing that. I do. It's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. I kind of get paid to open my mouth, though, and talk. But you're also giving away free consulting, right? Yeah. Listen, please. What are you nuts? Calm down, sir. Okay, you're getting looped ahead of yourself. <laughs> you're getting cocky. You need to calm down, okay? Cocky. Yeah, cocky. <laughs> just don't smell like cocky. It's okay to be cocky. Just just please stop. Stop. I know you're leaving next week and you're getting all full of yourself. Giddy Jones, stop. Just stop it. Stop. Buy a hat. It's unbelievable. Never ends. Filled with egomaniacs. Everywhere I go in this friggin' place, sense of entitlement's annoying from everyone. Not just you, Captain. Everybody around here. Everyone? The entitlement. Take a bump. Slamming bods and beyond. I don't mean you take a bump, but just people in general. <laughs> just, I, just you, I mean, you, you should take a bump, but I mean, just, just someone. Just somebody. Just just t- get color. Rub dirt in my ass, Nick. That's all I'm saying. So back to, uh, back to SmackDown. I was talking about it. So I talked about the... Um, wait, I'm looking at my wrong cheat sheet. Hold on a minute here. I was talking about the uh, Bick, Becky, Nikki, Nikki, how am I doing? Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Alexa Carmella, and Alexa won the match on Becky. I talked about, gave your thoughts and opinions on the Survivor Series thing with that. Uh, I talked a little bit about American Alpha and the Spirit Squad, and then which brings me to the Miz TV segment, okay, which I, I really, really enjoyed. I thought this was, quite frankly, uh, the best segment on the show, okay? 
Uh, Daniel Bryan was the guest on Miz TV. Uh, look, we got a steady diet of Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. And that seems like the running theme. We're getting a steady diet of, you know, Daniel Bryan. So I do think it's a little much. Uh, I do. It, it's like a little bit, like, a lot. But this was good. Daniel did a good job on Miz TV. Miz did a great job, as usual, on Miz TV. I even tweeted something the fact that he's top three heel in all of WWE. Uh, he might be top two heel. Um, you know, I think AJ's in that talk. Somebody tweeted me, yeah, AJ and Jericho. I wouldn't. I don't consider Jericho a heel. I don't. Uh, he's definitely rapidly turned into a babyface. Um, you know, if you watch little things that keep you heel. AJ got an AJ Styles chant right before he got in the ring last night on SmackDown, guys. Segment one, City. Dean's in the ring. James Ellis is in the ring, if that is his real name. (laughs) (laughs) Not Ellsworth, Ellis. That poor girl. Um, (laughs) She had a Mike Adamley moment. Oh, boy. So when (laughs) when, uh, AJ came out, he started cutting his promo, and the people started chanting AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. AJ Styles. This is awesome. AJ Styles. So we heard all that, and then AJ paused. He let this is a true pro. Let them get a few more in. He looked at them, and, and he basically told them, hey, shut up. I'm over here talking to James. And then they booed him. So he stayed healed with a simple one line. Hey, hey, shut up. You guys know I love when people tell people to shut up. I love that. <laughs> so, no, but it was a simple, smart way to get back to people saying, oh, you are a douche, AJ. He stayed heel. Miz stays in that heel lane. I'm not saying Chris Jericho means to get out of that lane. I think Chris could do more to stay in that lane. Lately, the listing is really getting him in that babyface lane. And Chris is kind of running it, the drinking in man, all that stuff. And look, he's over. I think Chris is going to end up being a big, big baby face on Raw. You, you got to do it here very soon. Um, but as far as heels, true heels, Miz is right in that top two, top three tier. Have I missed any guys that are really good heels too that I'm missing here? Uh, I'm sure I'm missing maybe one or two other cats. I just can't recall who would be. I mean, from a female perspective, Charlotte's definitely in there. She stays in that heel lane on her promos. On her promos, been really, really good. But my point is, with Miz, he's just straight heel Jones. I mean, it's just perfect. And he, you know, he got kind of emasculated again by another leader on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan. When he when Daniel Bryan, which was entertaining the way he did it, hey, uh, Randy Orton's going to be in, Baron Corbin's going to be in, Bray Wyatt uh, is going to be in the Survivor Series team. Dean Ambrose will be in. And lastly, and then, you know, obviously, Miz is thinking it's him. It's not. It's AJ Styles. And Daniel obviously laughed that it was funny. And Miz was mad as the heel. And then Miz cut a promo. And he was pissed because he wasn't picked, which is cool. He even said, I'm not the captain. I'm not the news. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. So, And I found it funny that he was wearing red and his wife was wearing red. And some people, somebody tweeted me. I apologize. I don't remember who you are. Hey, is that is that is that mean he's going to Raw? I mean, maybe, maybe he's going to Raw, but I think that he should continue to wear red, because I think they're onto something. Because if I'm WWE creative or Vince McMahon, I'm going to tell him wear red all the time, and it's basically like a subtle thing that he is against SmackDown because he's against Daniel Bryan. Does that make sense? 
So it's like he's wearing red. To be defiant. Defiant is the word we're looking for, folks. On the audio edit of the audio on demand, cut out the part where you said that. And then I'll just leave it apart why I said it's defiant. <laughs> so then people think I came up with that. Okay. Good. Thank you, sir. Perfect. Um, so to me, uh, the line that just popped my face off my ass neck was... When Miz told Daniel, go mope around Cena's house on Total Bellas. I'm like, will you stop? Wow. So <laughs> I was like, holy nutshot Jones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan, to his credit, he flipped out. He got pissed. I thought it was great. He showed anger. He showed that Miz got to him, and that was good. That was good. Even though, you know, even though Daniel's a babyface GM or whatever, I thought that Daniel did a good job that that felt real. You know what really grinds my gears? He probably was a real really a little bit ticked off. He probably was. I thought it was very, very, very well done. Um and then they went into the gimmick where, you know, Miz got out of the ring once he saw Daniel getting pissed and, and, and stuff like that. And then Daniel basically said about the whole announcement about the IC title, about about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's a fighter. He don't back down like you, implying that, you know, Miz is scared to fight. He told him, go sit at the announce table and just sit there and talk or something like that. And, you know, which I, I was confused why he said that to him. Now, we find out that then they come back from break and Miz is at the announce desk doing announcing. I, 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 I thought it was weird the way Daniel, his wording... He almost like he was leading the audience that because we didn't know that he was going to sit at the announce desk. I know I'm being picky, Jones, but I'm just saying. Like, was that weird to you? I didn't really notice that. Great, thanks for cementing my point. Appreciate that. What do you mean no? It's obvious to me, sir. So you think I'm being too sensitive and hypersensitive and picky? No, I think I missed something. I think you didn't even see the segment. Come to think of it, I don't think you watched the show. I watched the show. Okay. Daniel Bryan threw that chair. Didn't he kick the bottom rope, too? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Can't go wrong when a guy gets mad and kicks the bottom rope. That's always pops me all the time. And it hurts. When you kick a rope, it hurts. Ooh, it looks it's like stiff. It. Yeah, it does hurt. But um, so then you have Dolph come out, and he does the open challenge for the IC title. Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, he didn't do it there. He faced Hawkins, right? Hawkins comes out. It was quick. Like two seconds. Hawkins got a good promo. I guess this was his debut. I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was dude. the first time I can remember him going in the ring for a match. Beats him with the super kick in like two seconds. I mean, the Hawkins. I, I don't know. I guess they just. They, it looks like they're not going anywhere with him. It's a shame. A good guy. Good worker. I, I don't know. Maybe they're going somewhere with him. I, I. I don't think it's going well right now. For Hawkins, right? He's not in any Survivor Series stuff. I don't think no. so. Yeah, no. Thanks for well, coming. nothing yet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's gonna be a little rough, but um, maybe the kickoff. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, they, they, you know, he's razzing, even on house shows. He worked worked with Kane. He got choked them and got beaten in like two seconds. I think. <laughs> Man, I think it was uh, Kane. Uh, yeah, but Dolph anyway. Dolph Ziggler gets on there and challenges any Raw superstar uh, to take the IC title from him. Miz is at the announce desk. Now let me teach you guys a little something right here. A little something. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry. He yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. 
very excellently, awesomely, nicely, well, well, very well. Well done, Jones. This was really... Miz, again, kicked ass. I, I, look, by the way, guys, I haven't talked to Miz in, like, years. So people are thinking, is Miz paying, like, Taz off here? No, I have not talked to this guy in a long time. He's texting you what to say right now. I, I right? really haven't. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway... Um, he did something. This is a LT moment for you. He did something, meaning Miz. He's at the announce desk, and the camera work was great. So Kevin Dunn and whoever was directing, I don't know who was in the truck directing, Kevin uh, was obviously the executive producer, but the camera work was phenomenally timed out on a shot, a handheld shot of Miz at the announce desk and a hard camera and handheld of um, Ziggler in the ring. And when Ziggler said... It's an open challenge. Anybody on Raw, you want some, come get some, whatever the hell he said. And then here's the LT moment. You see Miz snap. So first off, the way Miz reacted was perfect because it seemed like a shoot. And then he's yelling into while he's wearing a headset and announces headset. What are you kidding me? What the F? Whatever. And then he rips the headset off, walks away from the desk. He's still yelling. And the handheld's picking him up. That's perfection. That's how you make it feel more realistic. Instead of keeping the headset on, the little subtle things, the nuances that I always bitch about, he did it right there. It's a simple but perfect thing. And that's disgust. Well, uh, Vince, when do I, do I take the headset off? No, no, keep that, hypothetically here, keep the headset on. That's disgust. Well, no, I, I, Vince, or, or an agent, or maybe Vince, or maybe Miz said, I think I should keep it on and then rip it off and then yell now, you would think, wow, that little bit of a detail is discussed. Yeah. It's not in a script, as some of you think. There's no script for something like that. There's a script, and there's a run sheet that he's going to sit at the announce desk, Miz, and then get pissed off. But the logistics of ripping a headset off is not in a script. That's discussed early in the day with the agent, the talent, and Vince. And in this case, probably uh, maybe Kevin Dunn, because it's a production thing. That's how it's done. So whoever, I'm sure someone must have said, no, no, keep the headset on, Miz, because we'll have a mic on and people could hear how pissed off you are at them. And then I assume someone said, I don't know who, no, no, I'll keep it on and then rip it off. Now, it's like, wow, that's really that big of a, it is that big of a deal. It is. And that's, that's, that's the difference with WWE. They're going to work out little things. They're not, they're not always going to get it right, but they're going to work out little things like that. They're going to discuss little things like that. Well, it's micromanaging. Yeah, it has to be done. It's good micromanaging. <laughs> it has to be done. And whoever came up with the idea of having them keep it on for a sec or two and then ripping the headsets off and moving forward towards the uh, ring was very, very smart. It was very, very good. The way he snapped, the way it was done, meaning he being Miz, I really enjoyed it very much. Thought it was great. Did you notice what I'm talking about? That I did notice. Yeah, it was well done. Made it feel more organic, right? Made it feel more genuine. Because like, if you're wearing a headset and you're a guest commentator, and this guy's in the ring that you don't like, meaning Dolph, and now you know he says something like, and he's got something you want too, right? Correct. You want that that t- championship? Thank you. You want that championship that you once had? You feel like it's yours in character. And now he's going to open this championship, meaning Dolph is going to open this thing up to. The other brand, oh, my God, how pissed off are you if you're Miz? So Miz, as a heel, the way he acted, I'm just telling you, watch it back, guys. He was perfect. 
This guy is underrated, and he needs to keep wearing red. He and Maurice, both of them, they need to keep wearing red. I'm telling you, it's a cool, subtle thing, and I don't think they need to bring big attention to it. And then after a couple of weeks, I think Shane McMahon in a backstage bit or, or, or um, Daniel Bryan or, or maybe one of the announcers says that at the desk. So maybe Shane or something says to Miz, dude, why are you always wearing red, dude? I mean, like, you know, our colors are blue. Like, what? You know? And then maybe, you know, Miz doesn't answer me. He says, ah, maybe I just like red. <laughs> and walks away. I'm just saying, like, it subtles better, you know? It really is. And, and or, 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 you know, Morrow says, maybe Morrow screams in the mic, why is he wearing red now? Why is he wearing red? And then Harvard can say, well, the mixture of a burgundy and a pale pink is the uh, equivalent to the elements that are in a uh, basically uh, quasi gimmick schnabel's Fern and Dynaflow of becoming red. And he can explain how red was made from Harvard. No one cares. That's what could happen. I think that'd be great. Rare form Jones. <laughs> so... Um, then we saw a Survivor Series tag team, another Survivor Series tag team in qualifying match with the Headbangers. They're back. Martian Trasher against the Usos. Jimmy and Jay. Love the new Usos. They won the match, and they should. I don't like how they won the match. I think they should have won with their finish, not a roll-up on Mosh. I think you got to get a straight, straight victory with your finish. Their heels, they should win hard, nasty with their finish. Was that possibly a time issue? Because that match felt a little rushed. Like, I thought it should have lasted a little longer. could have been. I don't know. But these guys are experienced enough that you build a finish. You build your match into the finish. It's easy to go into a finish no matter what the finish is. And if you, even if you, you're cut on time, you know going in, if we get cut on time, then we're going to go into the finish here. It's very simple to work out. I, I think the roll-up is what they wanted to do. I might be wrong, but I, I do think it was. Regardless, it shouldn't have been a roll-up. Not the end of the world. No biggie. You know, Jimmy and Jay advance. The right team advance. Your money's in these guys. Your money, unfortunately, is not in the headbang. There's no knock on those guys. I know those guys. They're good guys. But the money's in these younger guys. So it's that simple. Um, you know. So now the Usos will join uh, the tag team champions, Slater and Rhino, the Hype Pros, American Alpha, at Survivor Series. As I said earlier, it looks like that team, well, there's one more team to be named still, right? On that gimmick. Who's left? Who's the Ascension? Are you on, uh, who's the Ascension? The Ascension's on, on SmackDown. Uh, no, maybe, would it be Ascension? I don't know who it would be. I don't know. I'm not looking at the roster right now, so. There's, uh, the Vaude Villains. Have mm. they been? There's, uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. No, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, how many heels you got? You got, you know, looking at it on the SmackDown side, you got, you have one heel team. Yeah, so it'll be a heel team because you only have the Usos because you have Rhino Slater babyface, Hype Brothers babyface, American Alpha babyface. I think the Ascension would make sense. I think it would too because they've been doing a little something with them. A little something, something as the kids say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or didn't the Ascension lose in a qualifying match? They did. I, guess I, the Hype I don't Bros, know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me questions. But you just saved me about 100 tweets of people sending me <laughs> tweets. Essential loss. Essential loss. I think you're right. They did lose. Maybe it, maybe, uh, well, Vaude Villains are heels. So maybe it'd be the Vaude Villains. Were they in now I'm wondering if they, they may have lost. Are they on <laughs> Raw? I don't know. That's no, they're the on SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. They might they have lost, too. Well, we'll be on Facebook Live in uh, Fourth Quarter City, which I'm going to break now. So on the Facebook Live, I'm sure one of the happy Facebook people will tell us. 
hey, Taz, uh, you know, hey, the Ascension can't be in it. But then again, a lot of Facebook people, they don't. They just, they just, they're snobby. They send faces and thumbs. And- yeah. We'll be right back. No one cares. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> Excuse me. Right, we're back here, fourth quarter city. Had a hairball. Talk a little bit of SmackDown. Get ready to uh, do the last court, last uh, segment, I should say, of this particular show. Covered a lot of SmackDown. Give you guys some uh, TNA thoughts, and they made their announcement on their new uh, connection with Al Snow and their wrestling school, the Global Academy Development Jones, something like that. But and I was saying that I think it's kind of the wrong time to do something like this. I think it's a good idea, but I think it's the wrong time to do it. I just let some of the dust settle and the smoke clear. That's what I would do if I was them. But they do things the way they do them. And uh, this is that's the deal. So, you know, it's um, interesting here. I want to I cover this right here. I want to thank James Toland. He's, he's, he's used to send in Humpty Prones, I remember. James Toland at... James Toland at, on Twitter, at Jason, I should say, Toland, 29. I was about to ask, isn't he Jason? Oh, right, listen, watch your mouth, okay, please? Just, just just quit already, okay? You gave you 10 weeks' donuts. Go away. Okay, please, stop. No one cares, okay? <laughs> so anyway, sorry. I, sorry, Cap. I just, it's just my inside voice came out. It happens sometimes. <laughs> he sent a... Jason sent a pretty uh, cool tweet to me, and I appreciate him doing this. And it's very interesting. And he says, what's the most important championship? With a question mark. He said, this is ridiculous. And he's right. So check it out. I don't know if this is on Instagram or what this is. A WWE official account, it looks like. Please, Cap, just look into it. But I usually usually triple check stuff. It's from WWE.com, maybe. That's what it looks like. And it's a photo. It says, WWE Raw Men's Survivor Series team is shaping up to be seriously impressive. It's Chris Jericho, it's Braun Strowman, it's Roman Reigns, it's Kevin Owens, and it's a dark shadow of we don't know who that person is going to be. Here's the problem, and to Jason's point, where Jason Tolan is correct. He's asking, what's the most important championship? The reason why Jason's asking that is because in the forefront, in the front of everything, with the U.S. title on his shoulder is Roman Reigns, and behind him is Kevin Owens with the freaking universal title. Are you ribbing me or what? Jason, you are correct, and thank you for sending me this. Oh, my God. Wow. Just wow. It just, it, it just cements what I've been saying. It galvanizes what I've been saying, how they've been handling that universal title and Kevin's run like piss crap. What are you turning this guy into? It's just bad. It's just bad. That is just bad. Really. It is. You know what? Some people... Get on me a little bit that are real hardcore WWE fans that I'm too tough on them and then I bury them all the time. I don't bury them all the time. I critique and I give an opinion. That's what I get paid to do. And and you know what? If you don't like my opinion or critique, that's fine. You don't have to listen or watch my show. It's all good. I mean, for those that appreciate what I say, or maybe you don't maybe you listen to the show or watch it every day and you don't agree with me, but you still appreciate what I'm saying. You don't have to agree with me. But I'm just saying that to Jason Tolan's point and to what I've been saying, it runs stereo what I've been saying. That's just bad. That's from there. What is that from, dude? Can you find out if that's their Twitter, their Instagram? Well, I, I don't know what it's from. It's just bad. 
God, I've been a look. I've been, I've been, I've been a world champ. Okay, and listen, I'm telling you right now, you as a world champion, okay, even though it's a work, you have to be hypersensitive, or just sensitive, when you feel like the company is not handling your run and your championship the right way. When you're not getting the right love or the right attention, that's a problem, and you need to speak up. I don't know if Kevin Owens has done this or not, but I'm just telling you, like, it's important. It's not about being a prima donna. But when you're the world champion, those don't those are few and far between. You gotta stand on you know behind, you know, what you believe. What's up, dude? I was gonna say the picture on the WWE website's pretty interesting. Out of the nine guys, do you know who's in the forefront? Don't tell me. I'm going to look. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> I, I'm one finger type Jones. Hold on. Uh, let me get there. Hang on. Do you want me to turn my screen over? Wait. What is the website? It's wwewrestling.com? Yes. Yes. Oh, is it, it's wwewrestling.com or exactly. wwesportsentertainment.com? Wrestling. It's wwewrestling.com. Hold on. Wait. That didn't come up. Is it wrestling.com WWE? No. I, no, I, I think I found it. Hold on. Where, 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 where? I'm on their website. You have to what? scroll around and find it. Like Are you joking? Bro, I got to scroll around. I'm doing a live show here. Here's a picture right over here. All right, let me look at it. You found that on there? That's on the website when you click to the uh, event preview. And what am preview. I looking at? What is this? Who's team? in the forefront of is the picture? Is that Baron Corbin? Yes. All the champions are behind him. What the? What are they doing? I love Baron. I think Baron should be the man. He's definitely pushed Shitty Jones. I've been saying that about him. Hold on. Leave that there. So, you got AJ, but but look at second row. You got Baron Corbin in front. Then you got AJ with the world title, and you got Roman next to him with the U.S. title. Third row Jones. You got Bray Wyatt. You got Dean Ambrose, and then you got Kevin Owens with that poor little Universal Championship. And behind Kevin, you have Braun Strowman, and then Randy Orton's in the back background, and Chris Jericho's in the back background. Wow, good find right there. Unreal. What are we doing? WWE, if we don't have credibility and juice behind our champions, what do we got? What are we fighting for? It's a work. So we got to keep those work titles as legitimate as possible. Why am I getting red faces on Facebook? I need more thumbs ups. Why why are people mad at me? What do I do now? You want fingers, not faces. I want (laughs) fingers. I want your finger. Uh, I, now I'm getting thumbs up. Thank you guys. You know how I am. I, I'm very, I'm very hypersensitive. To, I need loving out here on this. Shane uh, McKevitt said was at SmackDown last night. Really fun show. Thank you, Shane. You were there in Jersey. I, it seemed like a fun show. It seemed like a good show. I, I was putting the show over. Actually, oh my god, I'm getting flooded with the thumbs up. Thank you guys. Oh my god, thumbs up, Jones. Hmm. Look, Jason Tots Simcock said, what are you laughing at? That's his name. Said, thumbs up, Jones. That's the man's I think name. His name is Josh. <laughs> oh, sorry, Josh. Josh Tots Simcock. Is that a real name? That kind of rhymes. Josh Tots Simcock. I have sorry. Say it five times fast. I can't say it one time fast. What the hell? <laughs> what are you talking about? Say it five times fast. What are you kidding me? Can't do that. So, I, look, I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think I don't want to start talking about Raw because we were talking about Raw already, and I went on crazy about the whole thing, what 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 universal title and championships. I talked yesterday about Roman Reigns. I noticed something else during Raw. 
which was a little odd. I don't know if it was a network mistake, but uh, during Raw, I noticed that last week's SmackDown was being aired in the advertisements. Wait, say that again? The card they were saying for uh, for SmackDown in Newark, and it was being promoted as AJ Styles versus uh, Ambrose for the title, and Bray Wyatt versus uh, Randy Orton. The advertisements that were going out. So you're saying the advertisements night. on Raw were for SmackDown Live events? For SmackDown Live from the previous week. It was the matches from the week before, even though they said oh that they were going to be in Newark. I don't know what that was about. I don't know. Oh, my God. They got a lot of moving parts. Listen, I, I was talking real quick. I said this yesterday. I think there was a nub clip on, on TazShow.com about the U.S. championship with Roman Reigns and how Mick Foley... On Raw, flipped the title around because he had it on his shoulder. Roman Reigns, like, backwards. And then Captain brought out that Roman Reigns came out with the title backwards. You know, I'm wondering if this is his way. I thought about this after we did the show. and We talked about it in the studio here, a few of us. Yourself, me, uh, and what's that guy's name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Big Rob the Viking. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit. I'm wondering if that if, if Roman Reigns is not being defined here. I'm wondering if he's he don't want that U.S. title. Because you got to understand, this guy had the World Heavyweight Championship with the WWE Championship. And then he got suspended or whatever. And then he, he did his thing with the suspension. He paid his debt or whatever. And um, and they came back. They took him out of that world title gimmick. And they put him in, in and had him the U.S. champion. And maybe that's his way of showing that he's a little ticked off. You know, Maybe him holding the title backwards. It's like him not acknowledging it. Like, it would be fun if you took, like, one of the, the circle with the cross, like the Ghostbusters thing, just put that <laughs> over it, you know, over, over the U.S. title. No, but, like, so you, you, maybe that's why he's doing that with the title. I would think that he would get a, a talking to by the agent, uh, one of the agents, or by Vince himself, not to do that. But it would be interesting to see if he keeps doing that. And just those that are jumping on the Facebook Live here that maybe weren't watching the first three segments of the show because you just want your free Facebook video gimmick here. Okay, instead of going to TashShow.com, where it's free anyway. So I don't know what you're doing. But um, I was talking about Peaking of Defiant, that I think that when we saw Miz and Maurice wearing red last night on Miz TV, that that's something that Miz should do all the time. He should wear red all the time, and it should be a subtle thing that he's against the machine. He's against the machine of Shane McMahon, and most importantly, Daniel Bryan. And they shouldn't bring too much attention to it until a couple of weeks go by. And it should dawn on someone like Shane or Daniel that this guy's always wearing red. And he should never admit why he's always wearing red. He's like, I have, maybe I like red. Look at my wife. She looks hot and red. You know, that type of thing. You know what I mean? It's little things to be like that or everything. They really are. Like Nick McDaniel on Facebook Live. He says, Team Red Miz. Yeah, that's what she should do. I guess they wanted me to go to Raw. But we'll see. Maybe he ends up on Raw down the road. I don't know. It seems like they want to do some kind of crossover city with that IC title with Dolph Ziggler. Challenged uh, anybody on the Raw. So I think we're, I think we're going to get that on uh, Raw. We're probably going to get, not on Raw, Survivor Series. We're going to get an IC title match, right? For, I would think, because he's not, Dolph wouldn't be in. No, he's not on Team SmackDown. Man. No, is it the IC title you talking about? Mm, well, I was... Saying it's an open challenge. Also, yes. oh, it's the open. It's an actual official open challenge to Raw, and that's why Miz flipped out. That's right. My bad. I had a brain yeah. fart. Yeah, brain fart. Jason Tolan tweeted that that uh, screenshot he sent was from his Facebook feed. Okay, so that came from Facebook. Interesting. 
Well, it's the real deal. So regardless, and then you showed the one on WWE.com. And you had to find that on the website? Like, that wasn't on the main page? If you go to the shows and you scroll down and you find the Survivor Series, it's not being promoted just yet. Who the hell is handling that? I'll tell you what, the way that website, WWE.com, some of the stuff is hard to find. It's a little bit confusing. Some of it, it's not being handled right. I mean, they really need to fix that because they got the wrong people doing it. Oh, my God! They still have Hell in a Cell at the top. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah, well... I don't know. Joey Jojo! I'm just saying. Something I also don't get. They have total Bellas before you get to NXT. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little disjointed Jones. Uh, let me... Uh, also, by the way, before I forget, uh, yeah, also, uh, in the main event last night, we saw AJ again wrestle... Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Dean Ambrose. Best of 35. Best of 960. Uh, yeah, it's getting out of hand. And we're going to get to see them again at the uh, the WWE pay-per-view in December TLC. called uh, TLC Jones Gimmick Fernum. So, yeah. Ellsworth showed up not once but twice. He was told not to show up and by Daniel Bryan, and he showed up anyway. Through the crowd he came, which I thought was good. And then he came back again. I thought that was funny and all this stuff. I like when, when AJ just drilled him like a forearm shiver over the announce desk. I thought that was funny. I like the finish a lot. I don't mind that AJ lost. Some people are bitching. Ah, he's the world champion. Shouldn't lose even though it's non-title. That's not true. I have no problem with this. You'd rather your champ be built like this than they're doing with, on Raw with Kevin. So Dean's the number one contender. I like the finish into the Dirty Deeds. I like how this was all done. The nut shot gimmick, everything. I thought the whole thing was good. I enjoyed this finish and the match. I do think that they got to wrap this thing up at TLC in December and then move on from AJ and Daniel Bryan. I do. I did. They got to move on. Uh, enough with these two guys doing it. They're both really good, and they do stuff, good stuff together, but it's enough. Uh, so uh, here's the thing. I talked about this, I think, in segment one of this show. You know, they, they had on the uh, on Talk of Smack, you know, at the top of it, Daniel Bryan lightly addressed that, you know, Ellsworth, who they showed smiling and laughing, that was carried out by security after he was basically knocked out. I thought that was funny. I thought it was entertaining. A good little subtle thing. I thought that was good. But, you know, I thought on Talking Smack that Daniel Bryan should have been a little bit more pissed off that Ellsworth, you know, defied him. Not once, but twice. And he wasn't. He was like, yeah, he's smiling and all that stuff, but he'll be dealt with. It was too, it was, it just seemed like, it didn't seem like he, Daniel Bryan should have been a little more pissed off. He defied me. I told him not to. I'm the boss here. And Nick, I, he go, hey, he should have said, I love Ellsworth like everybody else does. He's, he's a he's a sorry Sap Jones. You got to love the guy. Yeah, for sure. Under, underdog City. I got it. But you know what? I'm the boss. Me and Shane, you can't do what you want to do here. There will be repercussions for him, for Ellsworth. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. That's what he should have said on SmackDown, on uh, Talking Smack Live. But he didn't. He, he kind of just lightly grazed over it. It's bad. It's bad. They were more interested in talking about that, you know, uh, the girl, Renee Young, got invited to do Talk of Smack by Michael Cole and Kevin Dunn of Vince McMahon. So she's doing both shows. Which I thought was good that Daniel said, well, what's the deal? Why? She's been on both pre-shows. The same panel, Raw Talk, uh, pre-show, post-show, leader, all the Hall of Famers, you know, Booker, uh, the, 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 the Jerry, the Lawler. All of that. Ah, I got it. It's it's like the same. Always, always, always. Got it. 
<sighs> the show's getting ready to end. It's good because I'm, I'm starting to get a little nuts, bro. <laughs> just you, a you, see, you see it's coming. Just a little. It's, it's percolating. It's percolating. <laughs> it's percolating. It's definitely percolating. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hey, do you getting, know Taz, by the way? It's getting there. It's getting there. It happens. This happens. This happens. This happens. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> off the Trey Robinson on Facebook Live said she's the pre-show queen. That's funny. It's <laughs> talking about Renee Young. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, oh, there you go. Jason Newmorf said Renee is Dean's girl. That's why I forgot. I think they're going out with each other or something. That's fine. I mean, that shouldn't do anything with business. But uh, you know, it's still. I guess it is what it is. I mean, whatever. Eric DiGiamo on the Facebook Live says, buy a hat. 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 Stop. Anyway, um, you could do that, by the way. At clothesline.com is the gimmick hat. <laughs> or you can go to, <laughs> or you can go to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. They have them over there, too. So, yeah, you can do all of that. Johnny saw my hat when we were coming out of uh, the break earlier. Who? Slamming Bods and Beyond. Johnny saw my hat, and he goes, I didn't know you liked the Red Sox. He, about the hat you wear now? <laughs> yeah. He said that to you? Yes. Oh, God. Come on. Bro, you're joking. No. Everybody knows that's a Boston Bruin hat. I don't give a damn! No, no. It's a Brooklyn Dodge hat. He he thought it was a, he thought it was a Red Sox hat. Yeah. And I told him that's the second time in my life that's happened. That happened to you once before? Once before. You were in Boston. I was somewhere ah! in <laughs> I was in Jersey, and a complete stranger walked up to me and said, I hate the Red Sox, and walked away. That's <laughs> 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 great! That was years ago? Yeah. Bro, that's why that hat has that over. I walked by before the order. It smells a little assy. <laughs> well, this is a new one. I oh. bought another one since then. Well, that one smells like ass. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Lizette Austin, look at that. She put the the uh, she put the, uh, the clothesline.com um, uh, link gimmick in the uh, Facebook Live. Thank you for doing that, Lizette. Very well done. Look at that. That's the thing. People just they, 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 they do the right thing by the show. They do the right thing. I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I, I think that soon we're supposed to be getting off the Facebook Live and doing stuff at Tashow.com where people could communicate. Any update on this? Do we have any? I, I wasn't in the meeting because I had given my notice and you were. Oh, I forgot. Like, Get out of here. I forgot. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know where you pulled that hose from, too. You started hosing me down. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you ever see that movie? That was a, long a classic. Time ago, yeah. And they and they, and they were hosing down the humans. The, the apes <laughs> took over. Charlton Heston, the great actor, and they were hosing them down like that's when it was a fight or something. Yeah, <laughs> dude. All kidding aside, that movie was really. I mean, that's one of those. Watch it again soon. Yeah, that's one of those movies you got to watch again. That was so like, just genius. Ah, uh, yeah, I did pull out the giant hose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I had them take off all the emails. Right, you're off for everything. You know, everything. You seem really broken up about it. You really do. You seem really sad. What are you nuts? You do. I still don't understand why you're leaving the show. I don't get it. You're really making a big mistake in your career. You're really. You're gonna. This is probably the worst movie you ever made. You think this is it? This is it. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you have. You really. Whatever you have lined up is nowhere near going to be as fun as this. Right or wrong? Be honest. I don't know. No, I know. It's not going to be as fun <laughs> no. as this. It's not, you're not going to have all the Twitter love you have. All the people. I don't know. The Today Show is pretty popular. <laughs> oh, stop. And, okay, maybe the money might be different. But, but, <laughs> but really, you're, you're, you know, you got all sad faces. Now people are sad that the captain's leaving on the Facebook Live. It's sad. It's sad. It's a sad moment. And you don't care. You just 
You know, just ah, you take a piss on everyone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you said I'm gone. I'm leaving on my terms. Day, night, cold, hot. That's how the captain rolls. He don't care about anybody. Nathan Caesar says, why is the captain leaving? Because he has another opportunity, and he doesn't want to be here. The hours suck, and they pay him peanuts. That's what he told me anyway. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm looking to make cashews. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of money people make. As I tell these people, as long as I'm making more than everybody, I don't care what anybody else gets. <laughs> I've seen you say that several times. <laughs> Even yell, you yell it down the hallway, too. <laughs> 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 Dude, yeah, I get a little nuts. Yeah, I'm not really good in the environment of the corporate. You know, it doesn't work well. They get me out of here quick. So, uh, so yeah. So anyway, back to SmackDown. I, you know, like I said, I said at the top of my show today, I like SmackDown. I thought it was a good show. A couple things I would have changed on it, but nothing major. I, I did. I liked the show. I thought it was good. I do think uh, you know we've seen this now several weeks in a row, where maybe not in a row, but weeks, more weeks than not. Where SmackDown is the better show compared to Raw, so it flows know, better. It does flow better. It's just there's something about it. I don't know what it is. They're doing a lot of good stuff on it. I do think the from an announcing perspective, I've said this before. I think the Raw team is better than the SmackDown team. I still think there's no chemistry between those three guys, Mauro, JBL, and, and Harvard. Um, you know, I, I I don't think I don't. I really don't. I don't think there's chemistry there. But you know what? I mean, Otunga is, I think he's there to stay. You know, he's obviously getting a lot of criticism, but he, he, he's, you know, from the fans, I'm sure they're eating him up on Twitter. But, you know, he, he's, he's keeping his nose to the grindstone. I respect his work ethic. He's obviously an intelligent guy, David Otunga. Didn't he sent so. a tweet out a few weeks ago because uh, he was being accused of being fed a line because he said yeah. something really funny. He goes, guys, I have a, <laughs> a Harvard degree. <laughs> I know, I know. He, and the line was basically making fun of Ellsworth's or, or James Ellis, as we call him now. He's we're not going James, with the shoot name. We're okay. going with the shoot name, James Ellis, <laughs> not not James Ellsworth. Uh, he, the line there was a line that 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 he made that um, Otunga made about the chin, about his face. He bullied and made fun of you know the face of James Ellis, and I'm going to call him James Ellis from now on. And uh, and he and he did tweet. I have a Harvard degree. I mean, so that's what you learned in Harvard. You learned a lot. You learned how to look at someone's face and, like, you know, make that. That's what he's saying. No chin music. Thank you, uh, Roland uh, Fearless, uh, Fearless, I should say, on Facebook Live. That was the line. No chin music. So he said he came up with the line. I guess that's a great line. Okay, if you're gonna make fun of someone, now, it's super rough with Ellsworth. Oh, did they, you hear JBL at the end yesterday when they were dragging him out? He goes, "Someone call PETA." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's really rough. Yeah, that is rough. It's like, but that's that's that starts at the top, Bully City. I'm telling you, you, know, you guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. I mean, you, you guys really don't. That's not JBL. He's being fed. Trust me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys just don't know. You don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And I'll leave you on that note. So that's the deal. So tomorrow, uh, we're gonna do a little. Uh, this is my next tea, right? I think I want to watch Lucha Underground. I've been watching Lucha more. So um, I want to check Game 7 World Series. I got to check out some of that. Got to check out some of that. You got to check it out. I mean, it's going to be good. <laughs> you don't get that much where it's Game 7 or World Series. You really don't. There's a lot going on tonight. There's a lot going on tonight. 
it's really, you know, that's history being made there. The Indians and the Cubs. It's been 67,000 years that either of them got into the World Series. I don't think they even called it baseball the last time one of them won a championship. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, Chairman just said it best. Activity Jones. He's talking about the baseball. But anyway, <laughs> I, I will check out the World Series. Game 7 for sure. Oh, yeah. I will check out Game 7 of the World Series. That's for sure. Take two. Holy God. <laughs> that has to stay in now. I will check out Game Series. Game 7 of the World Series. That's for sure. I think I was ribbed. <laughs> Brian, crying Brian, playing games with the freaking sound effects store. You heard what you were saying. Someone's ribbing the host. Oh, geez. All right, look, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Talked a lot about the SmackDown. Gave you some TNA thoughts on the whole thing they're doing. And uh, with the wrestling school and all that stuff they're doing. All right, look, hope you guys enjoyed it. And fun. We'll be at you tomorrow. Everybody hit the Taz Show, the captain, myself. Talk to you tomorrow. My space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.